Good morning, Jess. Good morning. How excited are you to be back in our actual favorite recording space? We're not even in like the other one that they sometimes stick us in. <laughs> um, I would like it a lot more if I couldn't hear the conversation in the room next to us, but yes, you know, beggars uh, can't be choosers. If there's any echoey parts in the background, unfortunately, our podcast is not haunted by disembodied voices. As we've said in some <laughs> other episodes, we record in public places. But I'm excited to be back in our normal space. Mm-hmm. I am excited that fall is being fall. It's nice and like rainy and cold and all mm-hmm. my favorite things. And I'm excited to talk about a haunted cemetery this week. I'm excited to hear about a haunted cemetery this week. We've got some legends. We've got some famous people. I'm very excited. Yes. So if you are all set to go, we can jump into episode, I think it's number eight of this season of Myth and Macabre. It is episode eight. Sorry, I just had to do some. Uh, Same. I was like, (laughs) wait, how long ago was episode six? But yeah, ready to go? I am. All right. About 30 miles north of the bustling crowds of New York City, there stands a famous 90-acre large supposedly haunted cemetery. But while many highly influential people in society are buried there, including Elizabeth Arden, who is famous for her cosmetics empire, Mm -hmm. well-known philanthropist Andrew Carnegie, which I don't think I realized until I Googled him, by the way, that he's like just a philanthropist. He's just like a guy with a lot of money who like invested at places. Oh, is he the guy that Carnegie Hall is named after? Probably. I think so. But I was like, wow, imagine that just being like your life's title. Like, I'm a guy with a lot of money. Where did he get his money? I I didn't look into him because he's not, he's buried in this cemetery, but he's not part of the legends. Okay. I don't know. I have questions now. Same. And I don't have all the answers. Okay. That's fine. I'll find them. (laughs) There's also William Chrysler, who founded Chrysler Car Company and Hmm. is associated with the Chrysler building in, is that in New York or is that in Chicago? I don't know where the Chrysler building is. I don't either, but it literally just occurred to me that Chrysler building and Chrysler cars might Same be related. Because yeah. I it did not. I'm going to say it might be in New York, not only because this cemetery is in New York, but also there's that line in the play Annie, which I think takes place in New York, mm-hmm. where they're talking about scrubbing the floors and making them shine like the top of the Chrysler building. Or is Annie in Chicago? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't either. I'm, I obviously should have looked slightly more into this sentence. Um, I think it was New York. If I'm wrong, everybody that, know that I know that a shiny building exists in Chicago. I just don't know which ones are which. Yeah. Also, there is a bunch of people from the Rockefeller family and a bunch of people from the Hamilton family. The oh. same Hamiltons we talked about in our last episode. Look at that. Going yes. full circle. So... It might be most famous, however, for the legend surrounding this cemetery, written by yet another famous person laid to rest within its gates, Washington Irving, the man behind the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ooh, my kids were, not necessarily my kids, okay, sorry, tangent, side note. So we went to like this Halloween display when it was still Halloween time, and they had like the headless horsemen with like the pumpkin or whatever at one of these displays. And so my kids asked my husband, why there was like a man with no head on a horse and he said oh it's a sleepy hollow and 
my kids are like, what's Sleepy Hollow? Because this is a thing they don't know. Aww. And he said, ask your mom. And I was like, how do I explain Sleepy Hollow to children? There is actually <laughs> an animated movie based off of Sleepy Hollow made for children. I will have to go find that because I was like, I... Ichabod Crane. So I think <laughs> that was all I had. I came across it and I didn't put it in my notes because I wasn't going to spend a lot of time talking about the cartoon. I was going to just talk about the actual legend. But it's called something like Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad or something like that. Oh, but it's got okay. the legend of Sleepy Hollow in it. Okay. Yeah, I might have to go find that for my kids because I, I... I mean, don't throw them in front of the Johnny Depp movie. Not only no. is it kind of different, but like... No. Your kids are little. <laughs> yes, I, I will not do that. Um, but yeah, I, I had nothing. I was like, I don't know how to tell I'm going to fill you in today. Just okay. so you like a big part of this episode <laughs> is we're going to talk about that legend. I'm excited. So a little bit more about the cemetery before we jump into the legend and a couple of clarifications because there are some things that I think get a little bit confusing as well. So incorporated in 1849, the cemetery was originally known as Terrytown Cemetery. The town was also called Terrytown. Makes sense. And it would later be renamed to honor the works that made it famous. And in 2009, Sleepy Hollow was added to the National Register of Historic Places. Ooh. Which I thought was kind of cool. Also, just for clarification, for the rest of this episode, Sleepy Hollow Cemetery is located in Sleepy Hollow, New York. They're both Sleepy Hollow. And it's located right next to the Old Dutch Church's burial ground and the Rockefeller's private cemetery. So they're like all back to back in this like Mm -hmm. area of town. And I think sometimes when people refer to things happening in them, they'll just be like, oh, Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. But there actually are three different cemeteries that are like next to each right other next to each other yeah okay that's confusing it totally is so some sources i would find would like like i found a source that said that oh all the rockefellers are buried here and they are buried there but most of them are in their private that makes burial sense. ground like but they're all kind of right in the same mm-hmm. but some area. of them are in sleepy hollow i un undiscovered un, okay unknown <laughs> So people say that they are, but they may or may they not may. be. Yes. And the same thing, a lot of people will talk about the old Dutch church's burial ground as though it's Sleepy Hollow. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like that cemetery that we went to over the weekend where there's like, there was like that little bridge and there's like the north half and the mm-hmm. south half. Same kind of thing, but it's all like different cemeteries just like all packed in together. Okay. So sometimes in different sources, they get mixed up where they get referred to. And I had to pick a like something to say. <laughs> so if I mess some of them up a little bit, please know it's just that there's a little bit of confusion of which cemetery is which. Okay. But I guess I'll start with The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was written by Washington Irving in 1820. This is the primary legend around Sleepy Hollow, obviously. If you are not from Sleepy Hollow, it's probably the one you've heard about. Okay. The next legend is a little less known, but we are going to talk about two of them today. Okay. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is a story about Ichabod Crane, a lanky and superstitious school teacher who's staying in the town of Sleepy Hollow. According to the tale, even before Crane arrives in town, the town has been known for plenty of supernatural and strange occurrences. And I couldn't tell if this was speculation on the part of the person who was writing about this legend or if this was actually speculation in the book, because I have not read the book. But... There's some debate as to whether or not it was a town that had been bewitched during its early settlement days with the Dutch, 
or if it was kind of like a Native American chief had lived on the grounds and had kind of maybe is haunting it now kind of thing. Seems like this haunted ancient Native American burial ground thing goes back way, way in stories. Yes. But regardless of why it's a haunted place, the townsfolk are kind of not unfamiliar with supernatural experiences. They talk about them, they have stories about them, and the most prominent are sightings of a headless horseman who is said to be a Hessian trooper whose head was shot off by a cannonball during a nameless battle. Okay. And I looked it up. A Hessian trooper would be a German soldier that was hired to work for the British during the Revolutionary War. Okay. And as this tale of the Headless Horseman goes, he rides toward the scene of the battle every night in search of his head. I mean, I would, I would like to keep my head intact as well, so I can Same. understand. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So Ichabod arrives in town, and pretty quickly he's well-liked by the women and children of the town. He's kind of nerdy, he's a teacher, he's not particularly offensive, he's very non-threatening. So he's quickly accepted, and he does these different odd jobs around town while he's teaching. And he believes in witchcraft, and he's kind of fascinated by all these supernatural stories of the area. So he likes to visit the kind of wives and women around town to hear their old wives' tales about these supernatural goings-on in Sleepy Hollow. And of course, unsurprisingly, because it's what the story is about, the galloping Hessian of the Hollow is one of his favorites. Obviously. So before long, Ichabod finds himself competing for the attention of Katrina von Tassel, who is the daughter of a wealthy farmer in town. And he kind of, it seems like his intention is kind of to get her family money. Like, it's maybe not the most honorable of intentions. And he is fighting with a man called Brome Bones, who's like a a townie, and he also wants to marry Katrina. So they kind of have this back and forth, and it comes down to Brom Bones starting to play pranks on Ichabod, So it goes on back and forth between the two of them and kind of ultimately culminates in Brom Bones playing pranks on Crane to get him to quit going after Katrina. Which, I mean, is a thing that I feel like people still do. It totally is. I'm going to be totally honest, though. I was not expecting this, like, spooky story to have, like, a weird romance plot. But it does. I feel like... I feel like I have read The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, like, a long time ago. I feel like I used to know the story, but I, I don't think right. I've ever actually read it. Like, I'm wondering if we, like, talked about it in school or, yeah. like... I don't remember. But I don't think I've ever read it. And I found, like, a clip of it that was, like, an hour and a half long, and I was like, I probably should read this, but I ran out of time. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we're just going off of internet synopsis. I mean... It's usually fairly accurate. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So Crane ends up going to this harvest festival at Katrina's family's home. And afterwards, he proposes to Katrina. And she's like, um, yeah, no. No. (laughs) So he's kind of bummed out about being rejected. And he gets on his horse, whose name is Gunpowder. And I love that. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, man, his name's Gunpowder. I love that. So he and Gunpowder head for their lodgings, and 
unsurprisingly, as this is kind of a spooky legend, this path leads through the woods on a dark, cold autumn night. Of course it does. So he heads home, and while he's kind of walking down this path, he's seeing these different landmarks from the stories that he's heard around town, these like supernatural Mm -hmm. stories. And so as he's passing them and he's seeing these things that are in these stories, he's kind of daydreaming and he's kind of, it sounds like psyching himself out a little bit. (laughs) Like he's on this like dark road in the middle of nowhere and he's like seeing all this stuff that he knows these spooky backgrounds behind. And he's kind of getting a little spooked and eventually he comes across another traveler on the road and don't like that same i would not that is not a place i want to encounter another (laughs) traveler and he doesn't seem to have a problem with the traveler at first until he realizes that his new companion's head is on his saddle instead of on his shoulders it took him how long to figure this out i don't think it took him super long but i think they like had a conversation and he thought this is normal and then like saw him and was like this is not normal that's that's strange at some point, I feel like somebody must have said that the head was maybe a jack-o'-lantern, because that comes up later. But either way, appropriately frightened for the situation, Ichabod's like, we gotta get, we gotta get out of here. And he takes off as fast as gunpowder will take him. And gunpowder is like a little bit of an older horse, and he's a little bit slow, but that's all right. <laughs> so they run toward the bridge near the old Dutch burial ground. Next to Sleepy Hollow. Next to Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. (laughs) And just like in all of the legends he had heard, the Headless Horseman cannot cross that bridge. So the Headless Horseman is stuck in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery? I'm not entirely sure where this path through the woods is. Okay. Could be coming in and that he can't go into Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Could be the other way. Not entirely positive. Because it's the legend of Sleepy Hollow, not Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Correct. Yeah, it's up not the town. Not the cemetery, just the town. Um, but he can't cross this bridge. So once Ichabod makes it safely across, he does what any ridiculous person in a horror movie does, and he turns around to look at him instead of continuing to ride. No, you just keep on going. He turns around to, to look at him when he notices that this uh, headless horseman cannot cross this bridge. And the headless horseman rears up on his neighing horse and chucks his severed head at Ichabod Crane. And he hits Ichabod in the head, and Ichabod falls off of his horse. As one does. As one does, when hit in the head on a horse. So the next morning, gunpowder is found safe and sound, munching on grass, having a good time. But the only evidence of the events from the night before are Ichabod Crane's hat, gunpowder's trampled saddle, and a smashed pumpkin. And Ichabod Crane was never seen again. Hmm. And the tale ends with Brombones getting to marry Katrina with kind of this strong implication or overtone that Crane had seen this prank that Brom had set up to run him out of town. But locals in, in the story, the locals like to tell it as the story of Crane being swept away by supernatural forces. And in the end, Ichabod Crane becomes the legend, the kind of legend he was so obsessed with in okay. town. I, I get it. It's yeah. poetic, I guess. I mean, it's a short story, so <clears throat> it's going to be, I think. <laughs> but... I thought it was kind of a neat story. I liked where it was going. I liked what it was doing. And it's kind of the story that puts Sleepy Hollow on the map. Mm -hmm. 
And the idea of the headless horseman as a specter actually dates back as far as the Middle Ages. So it wasn't like an original concept to have this headless horseman. Obviously, you kind of have to make up your story behind it. Mm -hmm. But this story with Ichabod Crane and the goings-on in Sleepy Hollow was kind of one of the earliest instances of the headless horseman as a supernatural force in america okay which i thought was kind of a cool little fact yeah it's interesting yeah and since then sleepy hollow has been adapted into multiple films and television shows multiple like theater plays and radio broadcasts it's referenced all over the place Mm -hmm. i mean i know like one of my husband's favorite seasonal beers it's called, it's called like pumpkin head or something like that. Oh, it's got yeah, like yeah. the headless horseman mm-hmm. on it. So it's it's definitely a thing that I think has pervaded kind of spooky culture and like Halloween and autumn time, especially in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was worth discussing in terms of the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery because I think it is a cemetery whose reputation precedes it. Mm-hmm. But... I was excited to find out while I was doing research on (laughs) Sleepy Hollow Cemetery that while the Headless Horseman of Irving's legend is perhaps the most famous of the ghouls that has to do with this cemetery in town, it's not the only supernatural force said to be haunting Sleepy Hollow. And the second one is in the cemetery. I love it. So while many people have heard of the Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow, and now all of you have heard of it, (laughs) the story of the Bronze Lady is less commonly told outside of the town. But it's like a common... In the town, town. it is like a common legend. It's kind of one of those... Some of the sources I found were talking about how like it's that thing that the older kids tell younger kids about Mm -hmm. and it kind of continues to perpetuate. Mm -hmm. So I think in town it is a much better known legend than once you get out of town. Now I want to (laughs) go. I know. When I saw where... So I don't know why in my head. And I think there are other Sleepy Hollow cemeteries in New England. Like Mm -hmm. this is not... This is the one in Sleepy Hollow, New York, but there are other Sleepy Hollow cemeteries. Like there's one up near Salem. Okay. And so I don't know why in my head, I thought this was in upstate New York. I probably would have thought it was upstate New York too. Like to find out it's only like 30 miles north of New York City and we just drove through New York City last Mm -hmm. weekend. I was like, oh my goodness, we should have stopped. And I had no idea it was even there. (laughs) Next time. Yep. We will, we'll get there. <laughs> but anyway, so this second legend, which I, I love the legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's a fun story. Mm-hmm. I think I'm intrigued by this one because this one is like the, the events and the, the things surrounding this legend are like still there today. And they're like real things. Like you don't really hear a lot of people saying, oh yes, I saw the headless horseman in modern times. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a story. Yep. Whereas this one's kind of got some more modern instances of it and you can go actually see it, which I think is kind of cool. Yes. So let's talk about the bronze lady inside of Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. This legend surrounds a bronze statue that is about two times the size of life size 
of a woman that sits with her hands kind of, they're not quite folded like on her lap, but she's kind of got them like around her knee, mm-hmm. but her hands are folded. And she sits across from the mausoleum of General Samuel Thomas, who was a Civil War general, and watches over his tomb. The statue, which was originally named, I'm going to say this wrong, I think it's Requiment? Requilment? There's two L's and I don't know what language it's originally from, so I don't know how to pronounce them. Or Grief. So she's kind of sad looking. She's a little morose. Mm -hmm. And she was commissioned by the general's wife after his death for his tomb, even though ultimately she was very unhappy with how the statue came out. Oh, was it supposed to be like a replica of her? So I unclear, but the sculptor who made it modeled the face after his mistress. which she did not love and she thought it looked too sad so according to a bunch of sources that i found and kind of everybody felt the need to mention it so i guess now i'm gonna mention it too (laughs) is he like re-sculpted the head and was like well what about this do you like this and she was like oh yes i like that so much better and he basically then destroyed it and was like well yeah that piece of trash isn't leaving my studio but i wanted to prove to you i could do it like don't insult me as a sculptor i can do what you want i just don't think it's good oh so they seem like they had a really great relationship uh her and this sculptor (laughs) um no then he seemed like he was maybe a little full of himself they seemed like a great match yeah but she ultimately was unhappy with the final product. Uh, Makes sense. And he was not willing to change it to make her happy. I mean, if she's paying him, is it really about what he thinks is good? I mean, it's tough, right? Like, you could go to a tattoo artist, and there are some tattoo artists that won't tattoo certain things. You know what I mean? Like, right. even if that's what you want and you're willing to pay for. So it's kind of a fine line between commissioned art and artist integrity, I guess is the best word for it. I mean, if she had clearly described, like, what she was looking for and it wasn't something that, like, he was into. Anyway, I could. Regardless. Regardless. (laughs) I will stop. I originally wasn't even going to include that part in here, but so many sources brought it up that I was like, okay. Like, he's just like, he throws this head down on the floor and is like, it's never leaving my studio. (laughs) Like, he really was not happy with his. But I wanted to prove I could do it. But either way. So dramatic. (laughs) Very, very (laughs) dramatic. So her legend states that when you get close to the bronze lady, you will hear her weeping. If you knock on the door of the mausoleum, and how many times you have to knock varies by which version of the legend you've heard, you'll have nightmares that night. If you're feeling bold and you sit on the lady's lap, which the statue is kind Mm -hmm. of in a way that you could she will begin to cry. And in some versions, she's just crying tears. In other versions, she cries blood. And something bad might happen to you. And if you're feeling really sassy and you decide to insult the statue, say by spitting on it or hitting it in the face or kicking it in the shins, legend has it that you will be cursed for life. I mean, you probably shouldn't go around hitting bronze statues. I mean, you could maybe hurt yourself in a way that might injure yourself for life. And then there's your curse. (laughs) (laughs) One woman, her name is Emily Storms Arminio, claimed that her grandmother had told her this legend her entire life 
And she didn't believe it until one day after touching the lady's face, a tree came down and crushed her car. Hmm. Other versions of the legend go so far as to say that if you're kind to the statue and you sit on her lap, she will take care of you. I mean, that's kind of nice to think about. Yeah, I was like, okay, I like that she's got a legend that goes both ways. Choose your own karma. (laughs) (laughs) Right? If you're nice, it's nice. If you're not nice, it's not nice. Jeannie, I'm going to slaughter her last name on accident, Galgano, which is the daughter of a former Sleepy Hollow mayor, remembers hearing the legend in the early 60s when she said... When we were kids, the deal was that you were brave if you went up to the bronze lady and you sat in her lap and slapped her across the face and kicked her in the shins. Then you had to go across to the door of the mausoleum and knock on it three times. And if you did all that, she would come and haunt you. We did it a couple of times, but she never came to haunt us. (laughs) So I don't know. You did it wrong. (laughs) Right. I'm like, well, did you do it right? Or, Or is being haunted? Maybe not as much of a thing I'm too skeptical for this stuff (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't find exactly how far back the legend of the bronze lady went but she was commissioned in 1903 and people today recall hearing the tale as far back as the 1960s and like most legends when you hear a legend oh it happened way back when Um, Most of the retellings of this legend go back to the Bronze Lady crying tears as early as 1916. So I don't know if that legend came about in 1916 or around then, Mm -hmm. or if it took a couple of decades to gain this reputation. Um, But I thought it was really interesting that for a supposedly haunted object, it's kind of relatively new Mm -hmm. compared to a lot of things we discuss that are haunted. Yeah, most things I feel like have much older vibes. Right. I was like, oh, 1960s. And like there are people alive today that are like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing that, Mm -hmm. that legend when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. But those are kind of the two major legends that surround Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. The plots are filled with famous and rich people, and like most haunted places, there have been reports of disembodied voices, sounds of crying, things like that, which I feel like are pretty standard Mm -hmm. for a haunted cemetery fair. And there are also reports of people seeing the specters of Civil War soldiers in the area, both in the cemetery and around town. So I think... Was there a war fought in that area? I think there, like, I think the Revolutionary War was in that area. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some Civil War stuff going on in that area just because New York was kind of like Philadelphia where there are these Mm -hmm. kind of hubs of government. So I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't jump as far into that as I maybe could have because I'm just not (laughs) interested in the (laughs) histories of wars, I'm going to be honest. But I think something that I thought was really cool while I was researching was this kind of idea that, like, you hear about Sleepy Hollow, you kind of assume it has to do with the cemetery because Sleepy Hollow is known for its cemetery. But it really seems like kind of some of these legends that Washington Irving referenced in the Sleepy Hollow story are kind of based on real legends 
of this town of Sleepy Hollow. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like this is a town that's got a lot of history to it, a lot of supposed hauntings to the town itself, not even just to, like, the cemetery, although that's kind of what I focused on in my research. And I just, I don't know, like, and furthermore, this town wasn't called Sleepy Hollow until after this guy wrote this book about it. Like, I'm like, how oh. cool is that? Like, So, like, did we name Sleepy Hollow after the book, kind basically, of? Basically. So it was called Terrytown before. Right. And then Washington Irving, like, wrote this book, and then later they changed the name of the town and the cemetery to Sleepy Hollow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which I was like, that's, as someone who writes, like, you're sometimes when you're sitting down and you're trying to think of a name for a place, you're trying to think of a name that, like, suits the tone and atmosphere of what you're writing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Tolkien sat down and was like, I have this this object that needs to be destroyed in a volcano and it is this object of evil. So you're going to have to destroy it at Mount Doom. Like makes sense. how ominous, right? So like Washington Irving's like, I'm going to write this story about these legends that happen in this little town that like is just doing its thing. <laughs> it's kind of a little sleepy town in a hollow. Here's sleepy hollow. And then the next thing, you know, this like town is actually named after it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how cool is that? But I think in that same way, some of the eeriness around the town was created by, like, this name and this Mm. book about it, which I I just kind of, I almost found that more fascinating than the (laughs) legend, if I'm totally honest. I can understand that. But I don't have a ton more. This is a short episode. I really... I expected this to be, like, a really big amount of stuff. And it just wasn't And it just kind of, at least the cemetery, which is the part I kind of set out to talk about, Mm -hmm. doesn't have a ton going on, aside from, like I said, like, disembodied voices and crying and things like that. And the town itself, it feels like that's, from what I could find, it's kind of... I don't know if you've come across this in research for other episodes, but it's one of those where like the town is haunted enough that you probably could do an entire episode on the town, but the hauntings are unsubstantiated enough. Mm -hmm. There's like not a ton to actually say about them. Yeah. So, I mean, if anybody has more information on hauntings in Sleepy Hollow that they would like to share with us, I would love to hear more about them. It just feels like there's a lot of, sounds that people hear and things that people see but not a whole lot of like like we kind of talked about it in I think it was like season two of like where here's the ghost that haunts this place it's just like oh I thought I saw the specter of a yeah. civil war soldier there's no like there's no like I'm history gonna look of up like... that civil war soldier and see mm-hmm. what his deal was kind of situation mm-hmm. but regardless I thought it was kind of a good autumn episode it is it's and like Cozy. Yeah, kind of a cozy <laughs> legend. Is, yeah, like I never kind of put that together, but kind of, yeah. So It's like I want a hot chocolate and a fire and a blanket and, a, and like the book. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, which is like totally my autumn vibe, like 100%. I was like, so I'm not, I'm not mad that I researched it. I feel a little <laughs> bit bad that it's a shorter episode, but I think it's very kind of a cool thing to think about. It sounds like it's definitely worth a read. From what I understand, and it's been a very long time since I've seen it, so I like can't even compare it in my head. But the 
Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow movie has changed up a bit. It's a little bit different. I think so. But I was reading some people were talking about how it was different. So, I mean, still worth a watch. I remember it being a pretty good movie, but mm-hmm. a little bit different. So, ultimately, whether or not the cemetery or even the town of Sleepy Hollow is haunted, I think that the experiences are in the eye of the beholder. The the haunting is in the experience of the beholder. <laughs> think like most historic towns in the northeast region of the U.S., the old towns are filled with stories and tragedies and plenty of potential spirits to go around. Mm. I think ultimately all I know, though, is I'm not sure I would want to be hanging around Sleepy Hollow Cemetery at night. Probably not. And I definitely won't be sitting in the lap of any statues. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> For good or bad. <laughs> For good or bad. Or even those weird old Ronald McDonald sitting on a bench. No, thank you. <laughs> But that is what I have today for The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and Sleepy Hollow Cemetery in Sleepy Hollow, New York. How many more times can I say Sleepy Hollow before it starts sounding like it's not a real word? I mean, you did a good job because I probably would have started slurring it at some it's, point. So <laughs> it's, it's, I've like written it so many times in this in my notes that I'm like, it doesn't even seem like a real word anymore. <laughs> But that is all for our episode today on Sleepy Hollow. Hope you all enjoyed a little bit of a shorter episode. I'm sure the next few will be back to our more regular length. Mm. I know we've had a few long ones lately, too. Yep. Um, My husband did comment on that. He's like, they're just getting longer. I don't have enough time to listen anymore. (laughs) I'm glad we, we threw a shorter one in the mix. I think it's also worth noting we will be taking the week off for Thanksgiving. Yes. We hope that everyone has a happy and safe holiday. And I don't know about you, Jess. I'm sure you're in the same same place as me. But I am very thankful for everybody who tunes in and gives a listen to this podcast. And follows. And follows. You should follow. That helps us out and it makes sure you don't forget anything. Yes. Or miss a post, especially when we accidentally upload them late. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie doops. (laughs) But yes, I hope everybody has a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) I love it. I didn't expect (laughs) you to do that. That was great. It was a last second.